the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. We're in the Healthcare Now studios. We have a guest that I'm so excited about, yes. uh, David Eric Wurst. You want to give the full full intro? Yeah. Dr. Eric Wurst is the market medical executive for Cigna Medicare Advantage, Cigna Healthcare for, for most of Florida. And we have a great relationship with Dr. Wurst and a a Cigna Medicare MSO. Right. And we are just thrilled to have you on the show today, Dr. Wurst. Larry, Mark, happy to be here. Yeah, no, it's it's super yeah. exciting, and, and I want to go back another step. So we we've, yep. we've known each other a long time. Um, we've uh, you you did your medical school at Duke, and I was down the street at Emory. Yes. So I'm sorry, right. sorry about that. It's the Duke it's, of Georgia. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> did either one of those teams play football? They. That, well, I always tell people I was the quarterback at Emory since they don't, but uh, but uh, so Emory certainly uh, doesn't play football. Emory, but Duke, Duke, does. Yeah, Duke does. We Duke have does. a loose definition um, that balls that have points yeah. on them are kind of questionable. Yeah. I there believe Duke. Uh, that hoop thing at Duke is pretty good. That's pretty. That's pretty. Pretty <laughs> prevalent. Exactly. Well, and speaking of, so we both also spent time at University of Cincinnati, yes. and so I did uh, my oh, pediatric surgical research there. What an amazing place. You did your internal medicine residency? or Internal medicine and pediatrics. And pediatrics, huh? yeah. Wow. Okay. Combined. So, yeah, that that's Small just world. amazing. And that, have you been back to see that campus? I have not been back about five years, but when I was there... Oh, five years, yeah. It, it was, it's yeah. amazing. It yeah. is a mecca for children's health care. Oh, it's, yeah. it's just fantastic. It's just fantastic. We just had our pediatric surgery national meeting here in town, so I got to see... Some of the folks from that that traveled down and Ooh. man, what what an amazing place! But yeah, so just so excited uh, to be here. We, we're talking about a lot more insurance kind of things, but they're yep. super important. Yep. I know our listeners are going to get a lot out of this. But Larry, yep. I want you to t- yep. tee us up okay. another question. Yeah, you know, as as the medical executive for Medicare Advantage, what do you expect? Because we know that all Medicare Advantage people are having a signed primary care physician, and Talk about the primary care physician and their relationship with the specialist and what you expect in that relationship. So I think a good PCP, a primary care physician, should be able to take care of 90% of your health needs uh, in your life. Uh, but PCPs aren't monoliths. They they have different right. capabilities, sure. different competencies. Mm-hmm. So we Experience expect... Experience. Exactly. Whole yards. When they've reached the limits of their ability to care for our customers, our patients, mm-hmm. uh, or our customers obviously need a service beyond their skills. We want them, and we encourage them to refer them in a timely manner to the appropriate specialist. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think things have changed a good bit as to what type of oversight there is about our, I say hours, the physician's activities. And that that was, a, there's real pushback in the beginning for this because people yep. are like, you know, I don't need you to be yep. checking up on me. Right. I'm 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 the doctor, you know. Leave leave me be. Yep. And the reality is, we we needed to be a little bit less nervous about yep. that and a little bit more welcoming. And I think yep. 
now it's part of the educational process, which it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And we see that from day one. And we can start to recognize that it's no, it's actually helpful because if if they if you came in, if Cigna comes in and says, you know, listen, yeah, we're seeing a, a lot of this. You know, there's this new drug or this new test. You can help yeah. us educate. We start to yeah. run out of time of of staying active. Yeah. Well, Doctor Mark, you're spot on because uh, you know at age 65 is when you age into Medicare, right. and it's estimated that at age 65, uh, more than half have Two two chronic illnesses. Right. Two yeah, uh, more major than, yeah, chronic more than, illnesses. More than half people six yeah. five and all over. Yeah. 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 So managing chronic illnesses among seniors obviously is a major part of what you do, Doctor Worso. What's your message for our Medicare beneficiaries in regards to managing their chronic illnesses? You know, Larry, uh, they obviously have developed these diseases, but what they need to know is these diseases largely can be controlled and how they want to live the rest of their lives. Both length and quality is dictated by how well their conditions are managed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, listen to your PCP. If you do not understand why they are giving you a medication or doing a test for you, ask them because, you know, you need to know the why. Because if you understand the why, you're more likely to follow up their recommendations. Absolutely. And then, you know, particularly for elderly, keep active mentally mm-hmm. and physically. Uh, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll, believe it or not, a large part of our health is not dictated by your interface with the healthcare, um, uh, your, the healthcare. Uh, maybe about 15 to 20 percent of your overall health in life is dictated by your interactions with hospitals and, and physicians. The rest of it is everything that's happening outside in your life. And right. paying attention right. to those things is going to be of utmost benefit. Yeah, I think you'll appreciate yeah. this. So, as, as you know, I'm with FSU now, and so I've uh, I have uh, education directors in the different different clerkships, and so one of the education directors in geriatrics came and gave a faculty development here in Orlando, and then recently I was in Tallahassee and was invited to that campus, and she happened to be there again. So I'm pretty sure she she and, you know she kind of suggested that I might have qualified for a geriatrics degree <laughs> because what we were working on were the were the uh, 4Ms, right? Mm-hmm. So so and then one of them is what matters. So what matters to the patient. So th- this was the idea of just looking at geriatrics, but this is yep. works across the board. Actually yep. all of these do, but that what matters. So you sit down, you need to either already know your patient but it, certainly if you just see them annually, what matters can change. Correct. So what matters to you? Because you can talk about getting your A1C to a certain level, but yep. at, at some point, you know, what matters to you? Because yep. I'm going to explain to you what happens if you don't do that. Correct. Right? And so that right. conversation really opens things up. Right. And, you know, you mentioned numbers, and I think we sometimes get hung up on the numbers. We do. Because at the end of the day, um, high A1Cs aren't causing people to die. No, no, no. They are leading to progression of heart disease, sure. kidney disease, disease right. and they are having... It's a marker. Uh, you know, right. n- yeah. Neuropathy, and, and it's a marker. And, you know, to your point, though, I think it's important. <clears throat> the physician needs to talk to the patient. What are their goals in life? And yep. as we get to... As we farther are in our twilight years and end-of-life care, yep. you need to balance mm-hmm. those issues more more highly. No, I think on that geriatric side, what was really interesting, one of the other M's is, of course, medication, right? right? And so if if somebody's literally 92 years old and they've been on a, 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 a drug that drops your cholesterol level, right, 
and and do they are they getting any advantage out of that at all you know and if they stop taking today what are the chances that that would affect them in a negative way right yeah. so that's one of those things that we look at and so every, every patient is different correct and, and correct. that's just a, that's a yeah. little example well, you know, when we talk about managing chronic illnesses, uh, Dr. Worst, obviously one of the big part is drugs. Yep, medications and are medications. Talk about farming the access of cost of drugs in the Medicare program. I think that it's no surprise to anyone and can't hit a headline without seeing how expensive drugs medications are. are. Medications are. Yeah. And, and again, going back to that whole Medicare versus Medicare Advantage, one of the benefits of Medicare Advantage is they bring the drugs uh, yeah. coverage under that. Yep. And, you know, we uh, we try to take an approach that those medications uh, where we can tier right. them appropriately, uh, and you know it's funny. You know, Mark and I are old enough to remember uh, when all these medications uh, that are now generic first came out and branded. Okay, right, right. right. And, and the reality is, is you know every single one of our major cholesterol drugs, most of our good hypertension medications yeah. are luckily generic. Yep. Okay. Right, right. And so, you know, uh, that's a, a boon. But as you know, there are certainly medications that can run markedly more. Oh, for sure. And trying to find sourcing that is is, is, is less expensive. Alternatives that are just as effective. Uh, you know, biosimilars is maybe something you guys yep. have talked about. We, Basically, we talked about uh, uh, that the, the offer, and just because they don't necessarily, they aren't exactly the same, but they do the same thing. Yeah, uh, right. Know, offering those. Now, this we had a, a long conversation about that, and about there's a lot of misconception on biosimilars, yeah. uh, and I think on the on the hospital side, there's so many doors you have to open in order to have the conversation. Yeah. That, that they're probably missing out, not probably, they are missing out on, on some, some cost savings, some decrease yep. in side effects, and, you know, really well, unnecessary. We, yeah, we talk about pharma, we talk about PBMs, yep. <clears throat> how yep. to access drugs all the time. Right, right. So right. so with with uh, Cigna, now your, your PBM, you can talk a little <laughs> bit about that or... Uh, yeah, so uh, Cigna is affiliated with our pharmacy Express Scripts, which mm-hmm, actually serves right. not just Cigna, but other no, right, payers right, as sure. well. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, uh, you know, we we have a very close relationship with yeah. them, obviously, as part of the, the larger yeah. Cigna family. Yep. But, uh, no, we are we tr- we weigh the, you know, try to weigh when we choose medications and mm-hmm. sourcing and things like that, what's going to have the best effect on our customers balancing that out with, you know, the cost of these medications. Mm -hmm. And, for example, um, you know, a good example is diabetes. Uh, You know, there are lots of medications out there for diabetes, and I think, you know, obviously capped prices on insulin certain generic medications. That's been a big legislative opportunity. Exactly. $35 capping it from $300 to $400 a month. Yep. But some of the newer medications, which are more expensive— actually Ocean have shown medic. effects yeah. on decreasing the likelihood of kidney disease mm-hmm. and heart failure and hospitalization for heart failure. So you have to balance not just the cost of the drug, but the cost of the total care of yeah. the disease. No, no question. And I think the we, we've talked about how the FDA has done a relatively poor job of agreeing for a medication to say, you know, and I, I get it. They're, they're supposed, to say, drugs, supposed to say it's, it's safe yeah. enough and effective enough, yep. but not really looking at money and they always say well that's not our thing yeah. well you still report to the same group hhs right. so so that, that that then we have to turn around to cms who's got to pay for it who's the you know the, the medicare side so there has to yep. be a better way to kind of put that out because those drugs you're yep. talking about so a lot of the, the yep. biologics um now a lot of the monoclonal yep. antibodies 
are coming out of prices that are just insane. Yeah, Dr. Worst, in Medicare and Medicare Advantage, you see a lot of patients that are on a lot of drugs. I mean, we talk about chronic illnesses. How do you know and how do you help your care management team identify when a patient's on too many meds? Well, obviously, we have line of sight. Assuming they're using their insurance to pay for the medications and not yep. sourcing outside, right. we have line right. of sight of all the claims. So, yes, in, internally, we cross-check for interactions. We cross-check for opportunities for lower-cost medications. Mm-hmm. We op- we actually are able to tell our providers if their patients are late to fill them, i.e. Uh, they're not taking them. I was going to ask that. Right. Exactly. We provide them those lists uh, because the most – Least effective medication is one that's sitting on your shelf or not going to fill. Absolutely. And so, you know, again, uh, but, you know, in some cases, you know, we're going to also recommend medications they should be on. For example, you know, it is an unfortunate fact that if you're diabetic and you're over the age of 50, you're going to be on likely something for your diabetes. You're automatically going to be on a statin medication. Yeah. You're going to be on a type of uh, blood pressure medicine that will protect your, 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 kidneys. your kidneys. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you know, uh, and those have been shown to standard care. And right. how can yeah. we make sure our customers are getting that care? And they're taking they're And taking they're the taking them, correct. But cost plays so much into compliance, right? And we, we, we talk about that, how, how little a change in copays. So if there are an advantage plan typically no copay for their medication is going to increase that that compliance side correct correct and and you know again where we have patients with low-income subsidies where we have patient assistance plans we're going to bring this to bear great great we're going to take a break what, yep. what do we got on the uh, um, on the stove we're going to continue next talking with dr worst but we got a couple of really cool things we're going to talk about how do physicians manage all that data you got said it. it wasn't all about numbers dr worst and then dr worst is going to give us his own personal perspective on his experience in healthcare. We'll be It'll right be back. Very interesting. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios. We have a guest, uh, Eric Worst, is here chatting with us about uh, not just all things the Medicare Advantage. I mean, we're, we're really uh, kind of running the gamut on, we on care, and I think it's yeah. really, really loved this conversation. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, good, good, good. It's, it's been a great conversation. In this last segment, I want to talk about three things. Okay. One, we'll get to two of those. Go yeah, ahead. How to? Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> how do physicians manage all this data thrown at them, and also? Uh, Dr. Worst and Dr. Mark, what are your thoughts on so many corporate giants getting into primary care today? So why don't you take the first one about data and managing all this data? Well, I'm glad you gave me two very easy. <laughs> the, the, uh, easy. These are, those, those are easy. Those are, those are just lobs. <laughs> you know, data is a commodity for everything in the world now. No, um, no doubt. And, and the, the more data you have, the the better decision-making you have. And, and to your point... Consumers are sometimes patients are sometimes surprised to know that there's not one central database out there where all their information exists in the healthcare world. Right, we are balkanized. Yes. There is pieces here, pieces which there, is, which is criminal. But it, yes, it is. Do you yeah, think it's getting yeah. better, Doctor Worst, on people being able to access their history of medical care? It's it's a loaded question. That's it a is. loaded question. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot for the easy one. You I got th- epic out there. I, I you know the reality is is that you know. There are 
individual systems that do much better job of collecting their data from various sources. Sure. But there is there should be yeah. this is something that should be managed at, at really a, a, a national level. No uh, question. We are, that yeah. You know, you, you could listen back a, f- a few times when we've talked you know, exactly about that. Have, but yeah. to answer your question about how specific a PCP uh, has to physician has to actually have it really served up to them. They uh, you know, we we know what we need to do if we have all the data. We certainly have, know how to get it. We don't know how to, sure. how to, how to right. what to do without it. Um, and and so, you know, where we can, and this is where Medicare Advantage in, in, is great. You know, we have the claim side. We see the whole picture from yes. the claim side right. by partnering with physicians. And you know, I never thought I'd work on the payer side. Uh, right, they right. were kind of, kind of evil, enemies evil back empire, in the, yeah, the right, when right. I started out. But in value based care, where we're aligned to keep people healthy. We actually have great working relationships yep. with our providers and where we can provide them claims information, data, as we talked about mm-hmm. earlier about pharmacy, et cetera, and tee it up for them. But they've got to find an efficient way within their offices to yeah. kind of make sure they have that at their fingertips. Now, when we look at, at, at data points that are important, and we've talked a little bit about AI and, and yep. wh- where it can be used, the the reality, Larry, is that that no, notations made by the clinicians and the nurses and the team are one thing. Um, checking boxes are chart. one thing, right? But the one thing that, for good or for bad, mostly for good, things that are charged are recorded, right? That's and right. so you AI can actually look at those charges, yep. know what they're for, and yep. eventually predict yep. outcomes. Or better yep. yet, red flags come yep. up right. and, and say and we're Dr. seeing Mark. this pattern. Yep. Have we? Che- if you see certain drugs that are being ordered and there's not an A1C, we keep going back to diabetes yep. is so common. Yep. So AI is going to help us. In, yep. it, now, not, yep. I'm not saying in the future; it's already there. It is there, and and it's going to direct us and say, yep. "Hey, this patient, you know, AI and 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 Cigna's team may already reach out to the patient and let the yep. doctor know." So that we're we're it's we're, it's definitely teamwork. Well, in value based care, you hit the nail on the head. If the claim doesn't drop, it didn't happen. Right, right, and it, and, and you it, don't close the care and, gap. And the claim does it does drop because yep. that right. everyone understands. That at the end of the day, if that's not kept up with, none of us have yep, a job. That's right. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you, we, Medicare allocates resources mm-hmm. based on what they know from the patient, that's about right. the patient. And Can't what they know else. is yep. they know where you live, yep. they know how old you are, and what gender you are. Right. Beyond that, everything else, to allocate additional resources to care for you if you are a diabetic with heart disease, et cetera, yep. mm-hmm. that's incumbent upon the physician to A, Co- identified, code it, code code it, it properly, it, yep. code it, submit it appropriately. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and that's very key. And, but to answer your question again, is that it, it, it is AI is, if you told me basically that I could spend my time talking with a patient, uh, in, in convincing them, talking with what they should do, right. allying with them, but everything teed up in my background of everything they needed. Right. Right there. Boom. Win. Bam, win. Exactly. Totally win. Yep. Exactly, and so I think the the issue, and we I've bashed EMRs for for a few years on 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 the radio here. So the the yep. issue isn't that the information isn't there. The issue yep. is is that the important information can be tracked through AI through other systems in the background, so we can spend more time. Right now, EMRs are taking physicians away from their patients. Right. And I mean, very literally putting a computer between you and your patient. Right. right. And so that's right. something we've got to really worry about. And my hope is that AI is going, that'll be the first thing that we see a value in medicine with AI will be 
decreasing that amount of time. Well, the good thing about AI also is it can help separate the wheat from the chaff. What are the important data points this that we need to bring to the surface from the whole morass of background right. noise? The other thing you do is is medicine is ever changing. Recommendations change. Keeping up with it yeah. can be a full time job. Sure. And sure. so you know where you have that to be able to plug in is an advantage. But you'll enjoy this. So I was at the uh, Physician Society of Central Florida uh, meeting the other night, and we were talking about some AI things and people's perceptions. Like if you even just went through this podcast and and took what we have said out of context, I mean, there are going to be people picketing outside the station because they're so afraid of AI. And I literally had these physicians, experienced physicians, highly educated, saying things about the the products, like, oh, but it does this, this, and this. And I was like, no, actually, it doesn't do any of those things, things that were bad, you know? Yeah. And and I was like, no, I, no, you can actually use this. To, but but then they have all your data. You haven't given them any of your data. Now, you go on to Amazon, and they've got all your yeah. data. Yeah. They can they can predict when the next pregnancy is happening in the house based <clears> on the, the products that you buy, okay? Yeah. That's AI data. But that's not what the yeah. AI systems are doing right. when you're giving it challenges to say, I'd like you to teach me about this topic yeah. correct you know and so so it is kind of funny yeah, that so it's, it's like one of those things like uh, ai's been become the uh the, the difficult initials to uh, yeah. dance around now yeah I, and, it's still the black hole in my book yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, and, and it's okay to understand to admit yeah. that say you know what yeah. i just don't know about it yeah uh, but, uh, you know, or mechanical learning. I love that one, too. Yep. So, but it's okay to say that. But yep. what's not okay is to just say it's the end of the world. Right. Because right. Right. I I have hope that it's really going yep. to help us in medicine and, and in many other things, but definitely and, in medicine. I totally agree. Let's let's kind of change uh, because we're running out of time here. And I want to make sure Dr. Worst gets to this. But your thoughts on corporate giants like Walgreens, Village MD, Walmart. CVS Health, Amazon, and even Best Buy getting into the primary care world? There you go. Nice, easy question as well. You know, we uh, talk about that on this show all the time. And we can edit out anything that we yeah, need. No, right. You know, I, 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 I would love to think that everyone is operating with the best care of Oh, yeah. people in mind. Right. No, we're, we, know um, what, we know what the we, best we we're operating for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am right. always... While there are always efficiencies when there's consolidation. Yeah, logistics. and yeah. I am very concerned about the verticalization, the vertical. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, you know, I, I think if you're good at pharmacy, are you going to be managing physicians well? I, yep. Just like we have certain specialists in healthcare, I think there is a danger of having end-to-end solutions yep. under one umbrella yep. for abuse. No, I yeah, you're you're spot on to uh, sort of what we <laughs> talk about week from. to week, yeah. and and it is it's very concerning. We, you know, it's the old stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think these all these corporations are amazingly successful, yep. and they have a lane that that I would yep. I would not challenge. Right, and, and back to what he said earlier, Amazon. They developed pill pack and now they think they can manage the they, entire world. Well, they bought pill They bought mm-hmm. pill pack. Yeah. They didn't develop and, anything. But they 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 but, run pill pack. Right, but to your point. Yeah. Is yeah. what we keep saying. Exactly. Yeah. They bought a technology. They brought a product. And what they do yeah. better than anybody else is logistics, yeah. delivering it, getting it to you easily. And that's what that needs. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. But that doesn't make them a PBM. Thank God. Correct. Right. I mean, not yet. Or a primary care doctor. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Dr. Worst, you've had a very unique experience regarding patient care. You want to talk about it? We've only got about three minutes left. 
Could you kind of highlight? Can you sum up life in yeah, three minutes for me? Up, no. You're, you've had a very unique experience. You want to talk about that? I, I think you may be referring to my little uh, healthcare diversion. Yes. yes sir. So about ten years ago, uh, height of my practice, yep. I started developing uh, uh, what I thought was a bronchitis, and the bronchitis never went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turned out I ended up uh, with something called pulmonary fibrosis, uh, which is basically a progressive scarring of the lungs mm-hmm. uh, in my mid-40s. Uh, had no risk factors, you know, completely gobsmacked right. me. Uh, pulmonary fibrosis from diagnosis, it's an average of about a five year from diagnosis to either transplant or, or death. Or death. Uh, wow. I was fortunate enough after about three years, so I'm about seven and a half years now, uh, I received here in, in Orlando a bilateral yep. lung transplant. Wow. Uh, and so, so I've, I've gotten to experience healthcare from all its, uh, uh all, from all sides. Yeah, no. And um, and I've known you through that process. By the way, you look fantastic. Thank you, you. I mean, yeah. I know you've worked really hard, and this is we we can sum these things up in three minutes or less. And that is not giving you right. or or anyone who's gone through these things any justice. But it it has it gives you a perspective that is incredibly valuable. Right. And you're taking that with you in in our profession here, and it it is tremendously important. But I'm really really pleased to be able to share you know this this hour with you and see you doing so well yep. because it's it's uh i i don't want to pretend that i can imagine what you've been through and you know i think that uh we as physicians try to put ourselves and be empathetic but you're right it, the, it's walking in that mile right. in the moccasins right yep. no there's yep. there's no question i think that that's again one of those stories that i share you know my my students talk about uh imposter syndrome a lot and I keep trying to tell them, like, you're not an imposter. Everybody knows you You are who you are, what level of training. So long as you're not walking in there and say, I'll be your surgeon today, right. you know, you're not an imposter. <laughs> right. But but you have great value in just talking to folks and understanding when they say, don't always be honest. Right. Something's going to hurt. You need to let them know mm-hmm. it's going to hurt because we're also trying to develop trust. Correct. Right. Because so if what your were one of the two you, things you that you've dealt with the most in your recovery to where you are today? You know, I think it is a rebalancing of values. You know, when you think you're not going to, you know, die, you know, you're, you know, and so focusing on things that are important, not the things okay. that I maybe have focused on when I was younger in my life, and then allowing yourself the grace to be vulnerable. And sure. to accept help. And that was very, very hard. And physicians have a very hard time doing oh, that. We, yep. we suck at it. Yeah, no, we did. No, I tell you, we really do. But but now, well, thank you so much for being here with us. I think this was just a, a, a great time. We'll have to have you on again. I think, you know, it became a lot more uh, philosophy and education, which is better than just facts. Right. Uh, but, but probably a lot of facts yeah. we could go through. Oh, Dr. And, Mark, I yeah. think this was a very real show. Oh, it was awesome. I love it. It was this. awesome. Yeah. Well, Larry, Mark, thank you for yeah. having me on. I'd be more well, than happy to come you. back. Hey, Dr. Mark, next week we're going to talk about some of the mega trends for the rest of the decade in healthcare next week. Can't wait, Larry. See you next week. See you then. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.